Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop. Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and to learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Grab a slice of the epic podcast. Don't stick it in your mouth. Put it in your ear holes now. Ladies and gentlemen, Nelson Lugo and Schaefer the Dark Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to you from the beautiful and spacious Studio 6C in Astoria, Queens, this is the Epic Podcast. Episode 26. I am your host, Nelson Lugo. And I am your other host, Schaefer the Dark Lord. And I am your other, other host, Charles Stunning. Welcome back. <laughs> Everybody's in the house now. Yay! Yay! And now we're going to have Thanksgiving dinner, because it's like a family reunion. <laughs> oh, so it's going to have long, awkward silences in which we don't talk about our real problems? I'm going to go watch the game. Damn. Uh, wow. This show kind of... Petered out pretty quickly. Wait, we're a month early, so let's save all of this this <laughs> priceless Thanksgiving-oriented material for another month. No, this is our spooky Halloween special. In fact, you know, we should go back because I want to introduce myself as Helson Bugo. That's a Simpsons joke. That's not even our joke. Is to if we. I hate you so much. You right could now. say you're Count Lugo. You actually look kind of like a count. What do you mean? What the hell is that supposed to mean? a newsboy cow. Well, without the, you look like you're trying to hide among the, the mortals. Oh. <laughs> this is fancy beard. Don't you think he looks kind of like he could be a monster? What, do you, what the hell is that supposed to mean? Mm. Monster. I don't know. If you were some sort of changeling, shapeshifter or something. That you that would be I, a suitable human. I don't, I don't even know where the hell you're going. You're like, this. you get these dark, kind of, you're, these ethnic eyes. eyes go ahead and say it ethnic eyes you have these... say it white boy say ethnic eyes it's gonna be so uncomfortable at thanksgiving next month <laughs> i always i always look my eyes always look like i'm tired all the time I'm not talking about your eyes anymore god damn it do you really want to go back and do a, a halloween themed intro for no it's thing? too late now you've sucked the wind out of my sails and i no longer care cool yeah that's Hey, Charles Stunning, how have you been? I've been excellent. (laughs) Wow. Okay. That happened. Uh, So it's been a while since we've all been in the same room at the same time. Indeed. Um, you you went on a tour. Yep. And uh, you also dropped uh, a anniversary album. 
and you did all kinds of things. I, yeah, it's a collection of remixes uh, from Sick Passenger called Remix Passenger, released a year afterward. It's, and I gotta say, it's free. I, it's on the internet. I, get it. I really like it. Thanks. Uh, there's a couple. There's a couple there that I think aren't as aren't uh, uh, aren't as good as the originals. Yeah, we know which ones. Yeah, I agree. Um, but uh, but for but for the most part, I think I really really like it. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's free. Absolutely, it's Congratulations. free. Congratulations. It's like a bowl of. Have you got have you gotten any? Because uh, you usually get some kind of like pushback from the free material that you drop. Did you get any complaints from people who got a free album? No, there's still time. <laughs> there's st- there's st- the holidays are coming up. That's a great time to complain. But, but not this time. Oh no. well, you know if you if you haven't if you haven't gotten them by now, chances are you're not going to get any kind of. Oh, no, no, they always come. They always come. Really? Just, they're just waiting in the shadows. Yeah, <laughs> that always happens. No, but don't you think? Don't you think it would happen like around the actual release? You know, I've got a birthday coming up. Maybe they're waiting to make it extra special by insulting <laughs> on my birthday or complaining about free stuff on my birthday. I love my fans. My fans are the best. They are the best. Uh, but uh, congratulations! I know you, I knew you've been working on it for a very long time, and this was something that you were. I didn't really do a lot of work on it. Everybody else did. It's like a crowdsourced remix album, basically. Every track is remixed by a different person, and then all of the skits are recreated uh, by a different recording artist. And one of them was recreated recreated by Afterbirth Monkey. Yeah, true. We uh, gender swapped. The yeah. Uh, uh, do you remember what number the? I don't. It was the, the one of, where. That's how I remember them too. The where one you where you say, "I'm totally a feminist now." Yes, that one. That's and I say one. that with much skill. So yeah, it's a, it's a free record. Um, everybody who worked on it did a really good job, and yeah. thanks. But yeah, I didn't have to do a lot of work because again, I've, the the song I already made the songs. Everybody else is remixing. Well, no, well, I guess I guess when I say work, I mean sort of like you're you had to manage a whole lot of people's delivery dates for stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like, which is why it was released almost nine months past its uh, intended release date. <laughs> <laughs> like everything I've ever put out. Yay. Uh, so it's on there. It's on your Bandcamp. Yeah, it's uh, free. Go get it. I'm done talking about it. Uh, so the, I'll put a link up in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so go get it if you haven't. It's really, really good. Mm-hmm. I, I also make my rapping debut on one of the tracks. That's so. that's true. Yeah. Yep. So just for that alone, just crash folks. Bandcamp's website now, scrambling yes. to get those yeah. hot goods. Those, uh, Both those of lyrics you. are so dope. Yes, they are. <laughs> uh, I, haven't, I haven't had a lot of uh, ghost writers on my record, but um, I'm just saying you got to just go check out this thing that Lugo is alluding to. Mm-hmm. Word. Um, Let's talk about anything else. All right. That's I, enough. I'm, I'm already. I'm already tired of talking about <laughs> the remix record. It's, I'm not. I don't. I, it feels weird because I've been. Why? Why does it feel weird? Been gone for a month, and now I, suddenly I feel like I'm here plugging a product. Well. You are. I know, but I, I doesn't mean. All right. Uh, Shave of the Dark Lord, hating his own material since 1992. Chuck, what have you been up to? Well, I've been up to quite a bit. I Do am, tell. I am always on the move. I should nap more. That's my new thing to say. I should nap more. Uh, Afterbirth Monkey went to the Chicago Laughing Stock Festival earlier oh, that's right. yeah. in this month. Uh, we were we were lucky enough to be invited to this really amazing festival at the Public House in Chicago, Illinois. How was Chicago? How how, how did they receive you? They 
liked us. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> we did okay. It was, it was fun. Okay. We, uh, so- <laughs> It was, I mean, there were, there were two stages happening at the same time and we were on the, on the, the acoustic stage, which was the smaller stage, which which was fun. And I mean, we filled the, we filled the room with humans and like everyone was supporting each other and that was really great. Oh, so wait, you actually have a fan base in Chicago? Maybe. That's awesome. It's possible. That's awesome. Who knows? Uh, but it was really, it was really lovely. The the Midwestern comedy makers are fast becoming some of my favorite comedy music makers. Wait, so this was a comedy music festival? Uh huh. Wow. So we were not social pariahs. <clears throat> That's hard. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> the comedians were like, "You're not real comics," and the musicians were like, "You're not real musicians." We were all like, "Hey, we're funny and we're musically inclined." Which is the best. You drove there, didn't you? Yes, we did. That's crazy. I know that's crazy. In the afterbirth monkey (laughs) Nissan Sentra that we have now. Because we have a car. How long of a drive is that? Uh, 20 hours? 12 hours. 12? 12. 12. That's it? Maybe 15. I mean, my Google map said 12, but we stopped for Red Lobster on the way there. We stopped... (laughs) When in Rome. Smart's <laughs> favorite thing. It's Red Lobster. So, like, he set the Google map to find a Red Lobster, and we ate unlimited shrimp on the way. I feel like the road trip there and the road trip back were way more important than the festival itself. Because yeah. on yeah. the way there, we ate Red Lobster, and on the way back, we wrote three new songs. It's like a flight simulator for touring. Yes, basically. it's true. Um, to be honest, I I have been coercing my bandmate into going on a tour you should uh because i think that's the next project considering rapture lounge is closed and the variety show is dead hey what happened to rapture lounge well because i just noticed one day that we'll talk about it later okay Um, but one of the one of my favorite acts that was at the the festival uh wasn't even a comedy music act they were just really amazing ladies there were three of them and they're called she's crafty and they're an all-female beastie boys cover band (gasps) and they are so dope they are so dope they are so 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 dope check them out they're so great they were like get up and dance and of course i was like i have to dance i have to i have to ask this question is it is it done with sincerity and reverence to the source material or is it done like ironically and like tongue-in-cheek hipster kind of way they are they are killing it with the raps they so it's legit it's like it's a legit cover rather than some kind of like and that i got kind of i got kind of miffed about it because like this isn't funny this is just dope yeah like And so you're like, yeah, what's this doing at a comedy thing? Yeah, even because they're I so mean, good, or I'm, yeah, probably because they the were, BC boys were... do have a lot of punchlines, I yeah. guess. But they do. but still, it they does do. kind it of was, it does it kind was... of knock them for being great. Like I yeah. love, I love solid tribute bands yeah. so much. They're so uh, great. Check them out. She's crafty. Yeah, I'm sold. Damn, I know. I so know. Your your love of the Beastie Boys knows no bounds. It's funny because sir. just last night I was on Matt Storm's Crash Chords podcast. Yeah. where they talk about they get a guest and they talk about a record and you pick a record and then you dissect it on the show. And I chose the 1992 album Check Your Head. Wow. What album did you choose when you were on that? Um, I actually chose uh, the, new, the new Steam Power Giraffe album that that dropped uh, 
uh, late last year. We picked Katy Perry's Prism. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm never going to stop like smiling slash half giggling and also kind of snarking on you every time you say this refer to something as dropping. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you just sound ridiculous every time. Oh. Aww. But I mean it's adorable. Is, is that, it's really that, kind of that, endearing. Is that not the term? I just stop. Is that not the term that that gets used when when someone drops an album? Is that not the correct terminology? Prism is a way better record than that Steam Powered Giraffe. <gasps> I will fucking kill you dead, sir. I have to admit, I got a little Stockholm syndrome over Katy Perry because we were there for so very long. Uh, so, so for those of you who don't know, um, Crash Chords is a podcast run by our uh, podcast friend. Um, I want this uh, so bad. I, do I do we use do, do I use his own his full name? I'll just say Matt. Matt, who runs Crash Chords, uh, we'll put the link in the show notes. Um, uh, every almost almost every podcast is him and his uh, two other friends and a guest, and they basically listen to an album and then they, they talk about it and dissect it and, and talk about what was great and what was not so great and compare it to all kinds of other stuff. And then there's another component to the podcast where uh, Matt interviews uh, musicians. Uh, so check it out. It's called Crash Chords. We'll put it in the show notes for later. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what else did you do? <clears throat> If you don't mind me asking. I did a lot of burlesque Mm -hmm. this month. And I made music sounds. Sure. So generally busy. Just 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 very busy. Just gigging. It's all just like in my brain. Like I'm never at home anymore. Yeah. Like I think that's for me. I don't. I can't really pinpoint like a single thing that I did. But I've been very busy this whole month. You know. Mm -hmm. uh, Between my show and getting that up every single month and pr- trying to promote that mm-hmm. and all of the other little things that I've been sort of gearing up for. I've just been really sort of busy doing the shit that I love, but I've just been kind of busy doing it. Uh, I've been watching a lot of TV though. Oh yes. So much TV. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> and I am loving it. The, the new seasons of stuff that are happening are magical. I just, I just want to put, I just want to put it out there. I think Whereas Marvel is killing it on the big screen, mm-hmm. DC is killing it on the small screen. Well, uh, I, I got to say, I have to agree uh, with you guys. You were talking last month yeah. when I was out. Uh, I agree with you that Gotham is great. Absolutely great. Mm-hmm. I, love, I love Gotham a lot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a little pandery, but I'm not yeah, mad. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, they kind of ha- not. They kind of have to be. It's yeah. a you know, it's 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 a comic book TV show. They have to drop things like that. If it gets if it goes on, and well, it already has been renewed for a full season. Um, yeah, yeah, Two seasons. They, well, six seasons in a movie. Well, they added <laughs> they added six more episodes to the first season. Yeah, and then and then ordered a, a second season. It um. I, it's going to take about like a couple of seasons before it finds its own voice and people figure out what they're doing with their characters. So all they've got for like the first year of hooking everybody in is just like, huh? huh? Did you see that? <laughs> Venom. Venom. We've got Venom in Gotham. I would like to take a moment and give yeah. out a, a shout out to my comedian friend Jonesy, who played Carl in the episode with the balloon man. Oh, what, which, well, who was Carl? Carl was the guy in the Hawaiian shirt who was... He was the guy they picked up first And they for, interrogated like, him. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, nice. My buddy Jonesy. Um, what up, Jonesy? I've got a friend who works on Gotham who's going to get fired. <laughs> because he keeps constantly sending me pictures and videos from the set. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Well, if 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> of like gunfire and stuff. Oh, wait. I think I know who you're talking about, too. Oh, uh, I don't have enough. I don't have enough eye rolls for this uh, person. Let me know. I'll send them my resume. Um, I love Gotham. And it's the so thing good. is, to me, I think it. To, and, and granted, I am the exact target audience for this show. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it strikes the right balance between sort of, <clears throat> excuse me, gritty, sort of cop drama, and kind of like comic book over the top ridiculousness. Oh, and like it's like a it's like a mafia story too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I so, like that it's kind of clinical crime, but then like, mom. What are you doing? And- what is that? <laughs> are you playing audio from a future episode of Gotham? Yeah, well, this is gunfire. <laughs> Lovely internet. That that video will not be on the show notes, even though uh, for you can't reasons. see it. That was a behind the scenes look on the set. Of Gotham, scoop. Um, but but even but even more than that, like I love the new Flash TV show. Oh, it's so cute! It's I so want good. Kiss. It's so good. I kiss the Flash so hard. Um, and it's a little heart patter. The the Flash TV show almost reminds me a little bit of the Buffy formula. <gasps> You know, where you have like this person who has these brand new abilities and then there's a monster every week that kind of like the over there's an overarching metaphor of the thing he's struggling through. Mm-hmm. And it's just really good and really well done. Um, and it's not sappy or saccharine either. Mm-hmm. It's actually genuinely sincere. Huh. Uh, and it's a wonderful sort of co- uh, compliment piece to Arrow, which is also in its third season and also fucking amazing. That one's going a more grittier, more... Uh, sadder, more more sort of densely vulnerable show than flashes. Well, isn't I mean I'm only part of the way in the first season of Arrow. He's uh-huh. he's on a mission of of vengeance to clean up his city. That's the first season. It's very Batman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that I mean, it, it the thing is, the, the show switches gears from the first to the second season, mm-hmm. and it, and but in a really good way. I'm not saying it's a, the the switching gears is bad. They do a really good job of switching gears. Um, but yeah, that first season is about him just straight up being a murderer. Yeah. Um, uh, I I like it a lot, and I'm really really excited for uh, Constantine. Um, everything everything I've been seeing, uh, all of the trailers, all of the, the the initial buzz is pointing to this being an incredible show for it's NBC. Gonna, I feel like it's gonna be yeah, they really are. supernatural when supernatural was good. Yeah. Not when it was like, we're we're still here, guys. We're still on television. <laughs> hey, friends. I've never seen that show, but I, I, I feel like that's the consensus I've heard among people. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, hi, we're... We we're still doing we, a thing. Remember when we fought Satan and we're like, hey, we're done. And then it was like, no, we're not done. We're hey, we know we're on a TV show. Mm-hmm. Wink. But Dean Winchester is still really cute. Wink. Both of those boys are, oh, are really cute. Um, Speaking of DC on the small screen, I might be really late to this party, but have you guys been watching the cartoon Young Justice? Yes, I have. No. It is really good. It is one of the best DC animated it things I've ever seen. so wonderful. Yeah. It's huh. the, the sidekicks of the Justice League forming a team, and they fight evil and deal with being prepubescent. Well, are you, was, how are you watch, are you watching it online? It's on Netflix. The okay. first season's on Netflix and the they second only, season I, isn't yet. I think this I think they only had two seasons. Yeah. yeah. But I recommend I recommend watching it. Okay. Uh, Miss Martin oh, absolutely. is it's my really really hero. good. She's really cute. 
Um, but the, yeah, that was uh, that cartoon was inspired by the comic book Young Justice that had a really good run back uh, a few years ago. I know you have them because I I have those issues. <laughs> I have your comic book still from when you got kicked out of like two apartments ago. And uh, I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. I know that you had all the Young Justice stuff. So that I I'm just interested to say it because. I mean, everything else, it does sound like, yes, DC is crushing the television game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now. They're killing it. Which is good. Yeah. Because they're pooping all over all of their books. Their booth at Comic-Con oh, this year yeah. was depressing. Yeah. They were in like that far section with the windows. Like they weren't even on the showroom floor. And it was just like different Batman costume statues. And I was so mad. I was like, guys, you have Flash and Constantine and Arrow. And Gotham. Why are none of these being represented? It's just like, hey, remember we're DC. We do Batman. Yeah, we do Batman. It's just I, tagline I am. I, I. I gotta. I gotta admit, I'm not as. I'm not as upset as you are by by what uh, DC is doing because I think I, there's still a lot of really good books that DC is putting out. Yeah. Um, but they are shitting the bed in the Batman camp. I just uh, finally, after like all of these years, I just dropped all of my Batman monthlies. Yeah. All of them. Done with them. Batman, Catwoman, Batman Eternal. Don't even care about the ending of that one. Uh, Detective. They're, Batman and Robin. I could, there's uh, like, I'll probably read, oh, just a couple more issues because I, I like pain. Uh, <laughs> I'm not, I don't even want to talk about that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. What the the resolution of this Robin Rises stories is sort of spoiled by like the November solicitations, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That newsarama. So it looks like a poop inside of a vomit inside of another poop. Yeah, for the future of a thing it's, that I once loved. I mean, as, and also as someone who's like professionally reading comics now, which is kind of makes me want to vomit in my mouth a little bit. Yeah, um, it makes me want to vomit that you just said that. And then that you said the thing about vomiting in your mouth afterward. Right. That's what made me want to vomit in my mouth. I'm just generally nauseated now by both of you. So, But, like, I've been, I've been steadily watching one of my favorite titles reach, reach a peak of awesome. And now it's just a slow descent into, I really don't care anymore. Um, what, Batman? Yeah, well, not, yeah, Batman, Batman in particular. Maybe... Maybe not so much uh, the Robin Rises storyline because I'm actually still curious because I think they're still well written, but it's all pointing to them bringing um, uh, what's his face back, uh, Damian, Damian Wayne. Thank you, son of a bitch. Sorry, I am not even reading that. And I knew Damian Wayne. Um, they're it's garbage. It's it's, I it's just it's, I don't know. It's, it's it's they're they're bringing them back. Everything is pointing to them bringing them back. Yeah, and if that happens, then. I, then all of that was pointless. All, all of the the, the 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 death of Damien is pointless. The Requiem story arc, which was like the best. That's for my money. That's the best thing that came out of like DC so far. Is the the yeah the, the crossover and all of the issues where Bruce goes on a rampage after dealing with the death of his son, and who cares? Because now maybe he's back from the dead because of an intergalactic planet world, and maybe he'll have superpowers. Uh, and I want my money back. Uh, um. I will. I will say this: Don't abandon all of DC because there's still a lot of DC books out there that are really, really good. I don't think there are. Uh, I do still like American <laughs> Vampire from Vertigo. That's it. That's uh, American all. American Vampire. Those are all the dollars getting from me. Amazing. Yep. Uh, oh I, my god. I would. I would. You know what? Let's. Let's. I, I don't want to take up too much more time with this, but I think uh, um, we'll we'll talk off podcast. But I, I think mm-hmm. there's a couple of titles that I think you would like. Hey Chuck, I can't resist anymore. Yeah. Chuck brought over cookies, and they're just like sitting next to me, and I'm, yeah. I just want to eat them. Cookie. God, I but it's really rude to eat a cookie into a microphone for for the eating. <laughs> they're of so them. soft. Yeah, they're 
chocolate chunk cookies, and I baked them today. Um, what else? Uh, uh, honorable mention to Agents of Shield. Yeah. Um, th- this season, this season starts. It started off really strong for me. Uh, I also, I was not a hater of Agents of Shield the first season. I actually liked that first season a lot, and so this second season is pretty damn good. And you've never watched an episode, have you? I did. Oh, I watched the pilot, and then that was it. Yeah, I didn't dislike it. I just never watched you? another one. Schaefer, could you hand me a cookie? Sure thing. <laughs> They're really good. Yeah, I know. Oh. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I've been watching a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of really good TV shows out there. Like, um, Selfie is really good. It's really Selfie funny. Selfie is something that I love to hate to love to watch. Uh, the Walking Dead is back, and it's really exciting. Oh, you're excited about it again? Yeah. Because I know you were getting a little Walking Dead fatigue. No, I was getting Walking Dead fatigue with the books. Oh. I'm also back on board with Walking Dead in the books. I like where it's going now. <laughs> I just finished Walking Dead uh, season two of the Telltale game. I know it's been episode five. It's been out for like ages. And oh, I, I haven't. You know what? I played the first episode. I haven't. Even, I haven't gone back. It's. Yet. I. It's. I guess it's. Is great. It worth it's it? a great story. It's really well written. Um, that you just basically watch. There's. It's not even. It's barely interactive. It feels like. What? It's just so tedious. The last episode was like two and a half hours, and I feel like I was. I was moving things with a controller, maybe like three percent of that time. Huh. I just felt like. like I don't know. It was okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, Walking Dead's back. Uh, Oh, the new season of America's Next Top Model is awesome. Uh, Wrong crowd. I watch football in the on season. Uh, There we go. You watch football. I do. I'm done. I'm done. I'm tired of hiding it. I love football. I watch it. Um, There you go. That new season of American Horror Story is really good. Is it? Yeah, we know somebody on the show. Yeah, we yeah, do. We do. We do. Uh, our uh, uh, sideshow and inner uh, 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 burlesque uh, buddy Matt Frazier. Um, he is on the show. Uh, he and... plays the painted seal, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And the thing is, I um, I've known I've known Matt Frazier for pretty much the entirety of my time in the burlesque scene. He might know me by name. I don't think he knows me. Uh, we only shared the stage once, and he was hosting the show and. He introduced me as Nelson Longo, uh, the uh, uh, the magic wielder, but magic with a K. And then I came on the show, and then I came on the stage, and I did my thing. And he was a little disappointed that I wasn't magic with a K instead of just magic stage magic with a C. What's magic with a K? Magic with a K is like witchcraft and Wiccan oh. and oh, you know like pentagrams, tarot, and, third right, eye, right. He was really excited. He's like, "Oh, we're gonna get a real magic wielder up here!" Like, no, I'm just, I'm just a magician. <laughs> um, but he's a really great guy, uh, b- yeah. beloved by by everyone on the scene. Mm-hmm. So, uh, a big big shout out to Matt Frazier. Congratulations, sir. Um, and I think, I mean, I'm watching a whole bunch of other things. I watched a couple episodes of the new Star Wars Rebels series. Oh, that's out. How yeah. how is it? It's uh, it's it's really cutesy, but it's. I still like it's still Star Wars. Like I okay. still I like bad Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars is pizza to me. Even when it's bad, it's good. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I like it. And is some... it is it cutesy in the way that Clone Wars was was cutesy or Clone Wars got Clone pretty Wars dark? Yeah. No. No. I, in fact, what if anything? The was... first season of Clone Wars is cutesy as hell. I was yeah, true. Oh wow. Well. Um, but yeah, no. Once Asajj Ventress shows up, it gets like dark again. Oh yeah. 
I actually had I started rewatching or not rewatching. I just kind of missed the boat on watching all of Clone Wars, and I was watching it. And then so watching Star Wars Rebels had made me remind me like, hey, Dick, you were watching that series. Go back and try and finish it. Mm-hmm. So that's what it's done. And boy, Clone Wars season four is awesome. If you're listening, you either have decided you're not going to watch it or you did and you're like, yeah, whatever. It's good. Um, yeah, I think that's it. There's a whole lot, a whole lot of TV watching. Like Grace Point, um, David Tennant is in a show called Grace Point. Oh, yeah. Um, he, that's really, really good. Mm. Uh, actually, you might actually like Grace Point, Schaefer. It's got, it, it, remi- it reminds me of Twin Peaks. Oh. And you like Twin Peaks. Yeah. That is a show you actually enjoy. But I, I don't, but I don't know what elements you're saying I could remind it. It has an opening title sequence and end credits. That, yeah. And that way it is like it could be like Twin Peaks. I don't know. Well, there's a – You don't. A, you didn't watch Twin Peaks. So what, what is it? Like people in flannel? Eating is donuts? It, is it it's – a, It's a, something weird it's an with island, – it's, it's an island town. Like one of those like Cape May places, right? Okay. Um, and there's a murder. Dun, this, dun. Murder this, most foul? Yeah. In this, smir- in this small town. And uh, David Tennant uh, plays a detective new to the area. He's not a new. He's not a new detective. He's an actually pretty grizzled. Detective. Is he like a Doctor Who guy? He was, he was Doctor Who. Yes, he was uh, Doctor Number Ten. Um, and he he, pl- he plays this a uh, very uh, serious, no nonsense, grumpy old man. I'm sure you You're can. Uh, Chuck uh, Taylor's in a trench. Too. I'm all nonsense. Yeah, I have um, no, no nonsense. Um, but basically, is the, the the entire story centers around the murder of this one child, and it seems like everybody's guilty, and nobody's guilty, and everybody has secrets, and nobody has secrets, and it's it's really good. It's very compelling. Oh, in that um, way, it sounds kind of like Twin Peaks. That's what I'm saying, yo. Cool. Um, so is it a BBC show? No, it's on. I want to say, it's on I forget this I forget the network it's on but it's Are not. there more people with British accents on it? There's nobody with British accents on it. No, oh, that's too bad. Uh, oh. Dave, David Tennant uh, does a really good like old grizzled American accent. Oh nice. Huh. Yeah. And, uh, he talks Gilliam, like this. Karen Gilliam's uh. doing a, uh, an American accent as well on Selfie. That's true. I'm only watching Selfie because it's essentially Amy Pond, Sulu, and B from B and Puppy Cat fucking hanging out. It's the only reason I'm watching Selfie. The end. Wait, it's it's B from B and Puppycat. The the girl across the hall, the neighbor. Um, she's the voice of. B. She's the voice of B from B and Puppycat. Shut up! She's on that show. She is so on that show. You guys need to learn how to sell shows to me. That's all I need to hear about that, and I'll watch it. Oh, B from B and Puppycat. She's on network television, and she's really cute. Ah, all right. Do, you, do you, <laughs> will her voice be immediately recognizable when I listen to it? Want to watch it? Maybe if you're listening really hard. All right, I'm gonna check it out. Um, Selfie is actually really funny. It's a it's based on on Pygmalion. It's a and hand-fisted. It's a hand-fisted attempt to do a comedy Pygmalion slash My Fair Lady with social media. With social media being the thing, it's actually I think it's really funny. I, I, I love it and I hate it. Uh, um, but yeah, yeah, lots of good stuff out there to watch. Um, if you hate Gotham, then you hate yourself. And you hate fun. I think you went a little overboard on that one. No, I think I hit right the target that I needed to hit. Um, so, I know, I have a mouthful of cookie, I'm so rude. Um, Nelson. Well. You got a, a very beautiful artistic boon recently. Would you like to talk about that? I did? 
Yeah. You're the, uh... Oh, yeah. The, oh, my God. <laughs> I know your life better than you know your life. Um, I just got awarded an artist-in-residency at uh, the Tank Theater um, for for um, a new project that I have um, in the works. I may have talked about it briefly here. It's the it's the second show that I'm thinking about. Uh, well, now I have to write it, but... You got a working title? Yeah. Uh, Life, Death, and Other Magic Tricks. Um and it's a it's it's a show that's ex- far more ambitious than anything I've ever conceived before, and I just and I cannot create it in my own living room like I've done with everything in my life, because there's going to be you know uh, video projection and multimedia and um, all of that's going to be integrated into the plot and the magic, and that's just not something that I can just do in my living room. You know, I need I need space and I need resources. And um, I basically pitched the the Tank Theater this project and this plan, and they were and they loved it. Uh, the board agreed to it, and uh, starting next year in February, um, I start work in earnest on this new show. Damn, yeah, Good job, uh, with man. the full with the full backing and support of the Tank Theater and everything that they can provide. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that's great. Yeah, congratulations. Also, um, I'm fucking terrified. Because now I actually have to do a thing. And uh, so, yeah, be on the lookout for the new show that I am now obliged to create. Uh, May I suggest an alternate title? Sure, go. The Reckoning. May I suggest another title? If you must. City of Fire. Anyway, if you haven't had a chance to see Nelson Lugo's current one-man show, Gathering the Magic, and you live in the New York area, I highly suggest you see it. It's every third Saturday at the Tank Theater. Uh, I was lucky. Well, there's only, there's only one more left. There's only one more left, so in, get your asses 20, there. There's only one more left in 2014. Only one. Yeah, yeah. guys. Yeah. It's fucking special now. It's a real Remember. good show. But the last one, these two gentlemen were both on stage at the Tank Theater, and I was in the audience. Yay! Schaefer opened for me. Yep. It Suck was, it, Schaefer. That was good. It felt was good. Really great. Did you Did you have a good time? You guys yeah, nailed it. Yeah, it was fun. Good, 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 good. Yeah. That's all I care about. Oh, and I'm supposed to give a shout out to the uh, the four lovely individuals who traveled all the way from oh, New yes. Jersey. There was Randy. Randy. Chloe. Chloe. Brian. Brian. And Jesse. Jesse. Yeah. You know what? I know I'm not supposed to have favorites, but Jesse's my favorite. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Brian seemed to be really spearheading that mission. Yeah, he was. Maybe. But he was, or at least he was serving as ambassador. Possibly. So, However, Jesse was the heart of the team. You know what? I think, <laughs> I, think Randy, I think Randy had a lot of work going on. Oh, no. All it wasn't of the, being all taken of them, into account. All of them brought their A game. That, that's not in dispute. I loved all of them equally, and that was a lot. And Chloe's awesome. As Chloe well. is the ringleader. Chloe, <laughs> Chloe's a pretty Chloe. lady. Hey, hey all right, hey, Chloe. What's hey, up, girl? Hey, dude, hey, dude, 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 no, 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 Chloe, no, no, this is no. just for you. This is you have you have officially uh, said way too much. You're cutting that part out. <laughs> hey, Chloe. Wink. Oh God. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Call me sometime. Anyway, uh, moving on. Um, I think that's it. I think we've we've caught up on well, some shenanigans. Unless there unless there was something else you wanted to bring up. I mean, were we going to talk about Comic Con? Oh what? yeah, oh yeah. You guys went to Comic Con. I did not go to Comic Con. Ah, uh, no, screw you, Nelson Lugo. Well, I didn't go. <laughs> we both, Chuck and I both went to Com- New York yes, Comic Con. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. This you, was my first and time. You cosplayed, and you cosplayed as well. I did. Good job. This was my first time going to New York Comic Con. Nice. Oh, this is my fourth time. Uh, I couldn't go because I actually had gigs that entire uh, weekend. Mm-hmm. I only went on Thursday and Sunday because I'm terrified of crowds. Fair enough. Yeah, I only went on Saturday because I hate myself. <laughs> I hear that was the, the worst day of them all. No, but it was really fun. Can I tell my story of the cool thing yeah, that happened at Comic-Con because it was so cool? So uh, I went to New York Comic-Con with Bunny Buxom. Right. And we both cosplayed as John and Susie from Sex Criminals. Yes, you did. And it was a very... Um, it's it's from like the second or third issue or something like that, and it's not even something that is really identifiable. And nobody all day long, I think, really acknowledged. If anybody, no. if anybody even noticed, they didn't acknowledge. No, it. because, because it just it does. They're, they're like you're, just you're dressed. Yeah, you're dressed like real people yeah. that only appeared in a couple of panels in like the third issue. The only people who noticed our costumes were when we went to the Image Comics panel and we got there late and we had to stand in the back and from the panel on the stage, uh. Matt Fraction and Chip Zdarsky, the creators of, of Sex Criminals, like pointed at us and waved at us across the room. Uh, and they were they were real psyched. Uh, that was really fun. I don't like really, I don't get starstricken and I don't, I've never really, I do kind of like have this weird, uh, uncomfortable like worship of, of some celebrities. But I've sure. never been like a photos and, and autographs type of guy. Mm-hmm. At least not autographs. I've never really been big into getting autographs. I always feel weird about it. Uh, but I just giddily gobbled that shit up because it's Matt Fraction. Did you get Did you get their autographs? Yeah, on, on a book. Yeah, nice. Good job. Nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the picture and uh, and the image of the comic book, and I'm gonna put them side by side. Do, do what you do your thing, man. I already made one. You can just yeah. take the one I made. Oh, good. If it's already like a side by side thing, then I will do it. Um, on Sunday afternoon, I went to a particularly wonderful panel at Comic-Con. It was the Sesame Street panel. Oh. And... No, what, what was it? Like the future... What, what was the panel about? It like... was It was mostly about the, the future of Sesame Street and the idea of them trying to focus their attentions on teaching children but still being entertaining for adults. Uh-huh. So doing like this, this double... So they're focusing on a lot of parodies now. Like they're referencing fiction um they had a little clip that was numericon which was essentially comic-con but on sesame street and all of the heroes were number heroes and there was the dark nine and doctor two and it was fun it was phenomenal like they started with this clip and i was in it I was like this is gonna be great and and my sesame street like when i was growing up i mean i was 
all about a particular blue, fuzzy, lovable, big-nosed character named Grover. And in in babysitting children, I had been watching Sesame Street. Not of my own volition, kind of of my own volition, whatever. Um, and Grover wasn't really, like, featured so much anymore. But at the panel, oh, yeah. it was Murray, Abby Cadabby, Head Grover. Oh, dun-dun-dun. And Grover was in the same room as me <laughs> and I wept Aww. I I was just sitting there holding my insides together watching Grover talk about <laughs> being super Grover and being in parodies and everyone was like go get a picture with him go get a picture with him and I was like no you don't understand I can't disappoint Grover. I'm going to stay back here and you all can go get pictures with him because if I get any closer to Grover <laughs> than 10 feet, I am literally going to melt into a joy puddle. So I got as close to Grover as I possibly could before asphyxiating. And then I left and I was in the same room as Grover That's... and everything in the world is better that because is of it. awesome. Wow. I also have, uh, was always partial to Grover when uh, I was watching Sesame Street growing okay, up. Okay, uh, Super Grover Super is Grover's my jam. Yeah, with the helmet. Uh, um, they actually updated uh, Super Grover's uh, suit. Oh, um, it's a little more it's a little more armory, but he still has the iconic helmet. Yes, do you know what? Do you know what Sesame Street and the Epic Piecast have in common? What? They're both produced in Astoria, Queens. <laughs> oh, it's true. It's true. Just blocks from here. I was a little concerned where this right. was going. but like, we don't, do we teach kids numbers here? Well, um, maybe someday when we grow tired of this, of talking about pop culture, maybe we'll become an educational program for children. This episode brought to you by the letter H. Or we'll the turn number to, seven. Yeah. Oh, except it'll be the number eight, and then it'll spell hate, and then we can be angry about Ugh. numbers and letters. No, that sucks. Angry yeah. Grover. I was going uh, to Either that or our it. podcast will like devolve and turn into a, I, I listened to a bunch of episodes of Steve Austin's podcast when I was on tour with Cool Z and Megaran. <laughs> Wait, Stone Cold Steve Austin? That's the, the one. Stone yes. Cold Steve Austin? It's mostly him angrily talking about just the bullshit minutia he does during his day and then but in the second half he interviews other retired wrestling legends oh dear and they tell stories and that part's amazing <laughs> but the first half where he's complaining about this goddamn squirrel in the tree outside keeping him up all night it, it's it's i it's i actually recommend listening to it but pace yourself right mm-hmm. right uh i think that was it yeah that's that's a full month guys that is, we, we've done so much. I'm so glad we're back together, guys. I know. I'm not even, it's been too long. Like, let's let's never be apart again. We got the band back together. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we're on a mission from God. Um, well, hey, it's, uh, it's the season. <laughs> it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the yes. spooky time of year. Halloween. Ha- All Hallows October Eve. 31st, which as everybody knows is Satan's birthday. Yes. Is... Wait. Fast upon us. In fact, (laughs) that's what the internet says. It's tomorrow. Oh, I see what you did. I see. I see what you did there. Yeah. Oh my God! It's all Hallow's Eve Eve. Right. So here's here's what we're gonna do. We're going to do uh, 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 our our spooky tribute to All Hallow's Eve. Oh, would you would you like to would you like to hear a scary story? Yeah. Yeah. We are going to. 
get, turn out the lights and get some flashlights and some blankets. And uh, we're going to set it up and it's going to get all spooky in here right after this. Tell me about these fears of yours. It would take less time to list the things that don't frighten me. Try me. What are you afraid of?
The time has come to put your children to bed. Are they in bed? Ladies and gentlemen, the Epic Pie Cast is pleased to present Tales of the Dark. So, Nelson, yes, what's the most frightened you've ever been? I'm so glad you asked. Dark Lord! Uh, the most frightened I've ever been, uh, this was, uh, I was seven years old, and I was living uh, with my family in the Bronx, and uh, we were very, very lucky in that my grandparents lived in the apartment directly above me. And this was uh, Thanksgiving Day, uh, and my family was upstairs uh, preparing for the meal and general revelry, and I was downstairs. And again, I was seven years old by myself in the apartment, which was not unusual. They would do that a lot. They would go upstairs to visit with my grandparents, and I would be downstairs playing. And it wasn't that big a deal because they would always lock the door, and and they're right upstairs. And the rule was, if anybody knocked or rang the bell, never answer it. Don't go near it. Just pretend you're not home. And that always worked, always, uh, except for this one time. And I was uh, in, in, my, in my room playing by myself, and uh, there was a knock at the door, and I, did, I froze, and I didn't say anything. And there was a louder knock on the door. Nobody, and again, I didn't say anything. I just stayed there. And then um, I heard three loud bangs. It was bang, 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 and the door hits the wall on, on its way open. Uh, what had happened was, it was a break-in. Somebody was breaking into our apartment to steal stuff. And I didn't know what was going on, so I ran to the living room, and then there was a strange man standing there, and I, I was very shocked to see him. He was also very shocked to see me. He kept So he was asking me, like, where are the jewels, where's the money? Um, he was obviously trying to rob the place. He was knocking on doors. I mean... Actually, that's pretty. For for a burglary, it's actually pretty smart for to wait for a holiday because most people are not at home, and uh, that was probably what he was doing. And he he searched the house cursory for a moment. I was in shock. I didn't say anything. I just looked at him as he was ransacking the place, and then he just left. I don't think he actually took anything. Um, and so I'm kind of standing there in the aftermath of this terrified beyond belief just shaking and all and all I could do <laughs> was stand outside my door yelling and by yelling I mean kind of whispering help help me uh until finally and then but because I was 7 I was told never to leave the apartment so I was so I was scared to leave the apartment but I was also terrified to be in the apartment. So I was literally standing on the threshold, the door between the outside and the inside. Until finally, my mom came down because she had heard some noise and wanted to make sure that I was okay. She saw what happened and she freaked out. My dad freaked out. The police came. It was a huge ordeal. That guy's face is like forever burned into my brain. Uh, and uh, I mean, he didn't take anything and I wasn't hurt. I was very, very lucky. We were very lucky. Uh, but that's a day that will go down in infamy in my life because I grew up in the ghetto, in the ghetto where the babies cried. Huh. You closed that with Elvis. That's an interesting choice. It's 
Uh, chilies. <laughs> you must have been so scared. Ah, dude. <sighs> Terrified. Terrified. Schaefer the Dark Lord. Why not tell the audience of a time when you were the most afraid? It was a night just like tonight. I think. I don't don't, I think it was actually probably a bit warmer. Fair Uh, enough. I had a hard time picking what would be the most frightened I would be. I feel I should give an, at least a nod to the time I took shelter from a tornado, though that yeah. happened some, you know, 700 times, and then coming up and seeing neighborhoods destroyed. Those were all really terrifying. But it wasn't that. It was a night that might have been just like tonight, and I was 19 years old. <gasps> Yeah, a terrifying time to be alive, no matter what. Yeah, no, that's hard. Basically, a child feeling awkward because your head's having puberty because you're developing frontal lobes. It's complicated, <laughs> and you're in a whole new environment. And in this new environment of college where you're meeting people that didn't grow up in your small rural town, they, they're interested in the rock and roll that you like, and they are interested in life experiences and drugs, and you develop a habit for a drug called... Sweet, sweet crystal meth. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> a little bit of experimenting in my 19th year led to something of a habit. Because I'm in Iowa and I'm strong on crystal meth, it's, I mean, I guess it's fitting, right? That's kind of what one, one might suspect. I once went to uh, score at an apartment, people that I, I didn't know before, and they were mostly cool and friendly, um, but while we were there, they're all just geeked out of their mind on on crank uh and while i was there waiting um one of the guys like ran out of the uh, ran out of a room with like a nine millimeter in his hand and he like ran up to me in the couch and he just shoved it into my fucking face like pushed it into my cheek so it was like against my teeth and shouted a number of things at me i don't remember all of them but i just remember the phrase do you want to die bitch what It was just a joke. He was just playing. Are you kidding me? He's just a strung out crank fiend with like no shirt on, just running at me with a gun and screaming at me. Uh, it's the only time that I, I'm pretty sure the only time in my life that I've actually pissed my pants from fear. I'm pissing my pants from fear. It was just a, a fucking horrifying. Um, but it also accelerated the end of my relationship with that drug. So it had a benefit. <laughs> wow. It was real scary. Yeah. That shit was Fuck. real scary. Chuck Stunning. Ooh. It is now your turn. Ooh. I grew up in a rural Midwestern town, very much like Schaefer. However, my story takes place when I was in the fourth grade. Most terrifying grade. Well, my fourth grade teacher was a demon, so I guess that worked out. (laughs) But this doesn't have to do with my fourth grade teacher. In my town, we had the usual tradition of haunted houses, like haunted houses would be constructed, you pay admission, you go through. However, 
one of our haunted houses was staged in the catacombs under the old courthouse downtown. And this haunted house was called the Old Courthouse Catacombs. <laughs> I had gone to this haunted house in the third grade and had loved it. I was terrified, I was delighted, and I left laughing and, and squealing with the childhood <sighs> friends that I had. In the fourth grade, I don't know what happened, but... When you went to this haunted house, if you were in a and if you were in a Halloween costume, you got a discount on your ticket. So my mother had herself and three of my my friends and I dressed up in various costumes to go to the old courthouse catacombs. I'm pretty sure this was the year Scream came out in theaters because in the entrance there was a, a dark corner and a little pathway that you could walk through. And on this pathway was a man, or woman, I'm not sure, dressed in the Scream mask from the movie Scream with this noisemaker that sounded like a chainsaw. And they would leap out of the corner and run past you with the noisemaker in your face. And something about the combination of being where dead people were and this scream mask suddenly appearing in my fourth grade face with this noisemaker making me think it's a chainsaw, I have a panic attack. I cannot breathe. I cannot move. And this scream mask keeps coming out of the shadows again and again and again as the patrons are going by. And I am frozen in fear with four of my schoolmates behind me and my mother trying to make me walk out of the haunted house because I am obviously not going any further. But apparently I'm also not going back through the dark where the scream mask man is. I am physically lifted out of the front entrance of the haunted house, back up the stairs, to sit in the box office while my mother and her friend and my friends go through the rest of the haunted house. And there are two gentlemen at the ticket booth guarding me because my mother left me in a box office at the old courthouse catacombs because that's how I was raised. Look back at me in the costume that I'm wearing that got the admission that was half price that was now wasted because I was too scared was a little black cat. And those men, for the 20 minutes I was in the box office, kept looking back at me and calling me Scaredy Cat. I don't go to haunted houses anymore. Nope. Oh, my heart hurts now. That was so weak. I was scared in a haunted house. I was in the fourth you were, grade. You were no. paralyzed, you were paralyzed with terror that yeah. you had not known, you not known before or since. No, and and I I used to that work. That sounds really scary. I used to work at a year-round haunted house, and we would get little kids come through and there's giant warning signs on the, on these things, you know, kids under this age should not be coming in here mm-hmm. at all. And yet parents kind of force their kids to do it. And it happens all the time. You know, they just kind of get paralyzed. They don't, they, they, they can't move. They're not going to go forward. They're definitely not going back. 
And so like the entire attraction has to shut down. Lights have to be turned on so that we can escort the child out. So, you know, you're you're in good company. There are plenty, plenty of little people who just can't take it. You know, um, I am. I also have a fear of haunted houses, even though I worked at one. So probably doesn't run as deep as your fear of snakes. snakes. I have a problem with snakes. Yes. Snakes. snakes. Yeah. And you moaning the word snake is not. That's it's not a, what I'm. That's not what I'm afraid. Of. It's a snake's ghost. <laughs> Uh, I don't believe in ghosts, and I don't believe in ghost snakes. Snakes have ghosts. Snakes have skins, and I'm gonna. Are they saying snake as their snake ghosts? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Also, snake ghosts can talk where snakes cannot. I yes, see. They can but they can only say what they are. Snake. Can they say reptile as well? Since they are reptiles. Um. When they're really like poltergeisty and angry, they're like, I'm a reptile. No, none of the other reptiles can speak at all. It's only snakes. Only snakes. <laughs> it's their special treatment. Uh, yeah, I have, I have a deep-seated uh, irrational phobia of snakes as well as a deep-seated irrational phobia for heights. But oddly enough, the movie Snakes on a Plane had no problem. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Huh. No problem at all. I once had arachnophobia, but the other day there was a spider in my shower, and I was like, oh, little guy, don't be in here. You can't live in my shower. And I tossed him out the window. I don't care much for spiders myself. No. No. Spiders! <laughs> yeah, see? Yeah. Stop. Fuck you. Stop Oh, guys. <laughs> Halloween I don't, I don't Eve. A, I don't have a creepy word that you can say spookily at me to scare me. Freddy cat. It was scaredy cat. Thank you. Scaredy cat. Oh, why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, see, that one seems dangerous. That seems like it could be a little more triggering. Yeah. Oh, no, that's fine now. Guys, I've watched Scream like so many times. Hello, Sydney. I'm pretty sure the, the trigger is going to be coming out of the shadows with a noisemaker that sounds like a chainsaw. Yeah. So I'll be right back. The spirit store is open late. Yes. Yes, because it's Halloween Eve right now. Oh, Time travel. Oh, Hallows Eve. It's your last chance to dress up like a sexy astronaut. Also, the TV show Sleepy Hollow, really good. Go watch it. What were you about to ask me? So what do you got coming up performance-wise you want the people to go and see? Um, shoot. On Halloween, I'll be performing at Hank's Saloon in Brooklyn with uh, like an 11-piece funk band called The Get It and a ska tribute band called The Skeletons. <laughs> that's a good one on saturday november 1st i'll be appearing at metacon in minneapolis minnesota uh, along with whitey cracker and i believe dr awkward and there's a whole bunch of guests at it uh metaconvention.com you can get all the information that's what it's called <laughs> okay on the following friday uh friday november 7th i'll be appearing at necocon in uh virginia oh i want to go to that and I'll be appearing on a Nerdcore bill with Adam Warrock, Tribe One, Dr. Awkward, and Christy B. Christy B. And I think we're doing a, I think we're doing a panel, too. I've never been to NecoCon. I hear it's a good time. So why don't you just come on down to Virginia? <laughs> on Friday, November 14th, I will be celebrating a milestone birthday in Brooklyn at Fifth Estate. And there will also be... There will be hip hop and there will be burlesque and there will be Nelson Lugo hosting the whole show and I'm going to get old and it's going to be fun. 
And <laughs> that that's my magic act. Shave the Dark Lord grows old before your very eyes. And on Sunday, November 16th, I'll be hosting Kitty Nights at NY Bar in New York City. Awesome. Chuck. Plug away. On November 2nd, I think I'm performing at the Creek in the Cave at 8 p.m. What do you mean you think? It just says Creek in the Cave 8 p.m. in my planner. So I'm just going to say be at the Creek in the Cave at 8 (laughs) p.m. on November 2nd. I'll be doing something. Stuff. Apparently. On November 7th, I am opening at the Duplex for Christina Cataldo's one-woman show that marries Celine Dion songs and therapy. Come check it out. Or at the very least, come check out Afterbirth Monkey. Word. On November 9th, Afterbirth Monkey is making their hosting debut at Kitty Nights at M. White Bar on the Lower East Side. Hosting debut? Have you? Yeah. I thought you already, you've already played that show. I've only played there, like just a song. Oh, I see. I see. You're, we're you're, leading got it. the audience on a magical journey of boobs. Got it. And magic. November 15th. Honey Badger will be doing something somewhere. (laughs) And on November 21st, I will be doing a BBC tribute burlesque show in Philadelphia as part of TBA Con. I think that's what it's called. TBA? To be announced Con? Yeah, it's uh, Brett J. Hopkins' Ah, burlesque show. Got it, got it, got it. And be on the lookout for my new variety show coming to Long Island City called Raunchy and Risque, co-hosted by myself and Freddie. Nelson Lugo, go. On Halloween night, I'm going to be in Orlando, Florida. I'm going to be hosting Big Bang Boom Cabarets, a tribute to the Rogues Gallery. It's going to be a bad guy, bad girl show. Uh, And uh, let's see, on... On November 14th, I'm hosting Shape of the Dark Lords 40th birthday party. Be there for raps, boobs, and me. Uh, guess which one uh, I play. Um, and then on November 15th, I'm doing uh, the very last uh, Gathering the Magic show for 2014. So if you are in the New York or Tri-City area, come on down because this is going to be the last Tri-state area, yeah. Tri-state area. Uh, that is the expression. Yes. I got, I got, I both, I got looks from both of you in stereo. But what an idiot I am! <laughs> you don't know where you live. Uh and uh, so yeah, November fourteenth, gathering the magic know at the live. Tank Theater. And he moved from places to here, and we know that's true. You've lived here pretty much forever. Um, I don't care about things as much as you do. Oh, I will on November fourteenth. I will be in the audience of Schaefer the Dark Lord's rap show where he turns old and stuff. That's it. Oh, wait. Next month, since it's my birthday, I want to do... uh, Can I make a request for that month's episode? Yes. Yeah. My favorite episode, I think, that we did this year, other than War of the Worlds, was uh, when we took um, sex and love advice questions. (laughs) We did, like, Love Line. Yeah. Okay. I so, think you're saying these things out loud because you want to hurt yourself. No, th- that was fun. That was a, that was a fun and stupid episode. Yes. So I want to do that again. I'm making uh, a request because it's my birthday month. So, okay. uh, listeners, and also uh, you both have to dress like Darth Vader. No, listeners. So right. 
No. Can we uh, Darth Vader's Sugar Skull t-shirt? Can we call that even? Yeah. Perfect. So, listeners, write in all of your questions for love, uh, likes, uh, Twitter-pateds, uh, admirations, all the stuff that you are too afraid to ask Ask us, and we will not answer them in the most snarky, humorous way possible. So send all of your questions to epicpiecast at gmail.com. Anything else, boys and ghouls? No, it's almost Halloween. It's almost Halloween. The clock is ticking. (laughs) (laughs) To our doom. Night of death. The thriller. Get up, get up, get up. Wow. This has been the Epic Piecast, episode 26. I have been your host, Helson Bugo. I have been your other host, Schaefer the Dark Lord. And I have been your other, other host, Charles Stunning. <laughs> Be safe, Internet. Did you know that William Shakespeare died in the year 1616? Bye. Thank you for listening to the Epic Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, our loyal listener. So send us your feedback, love mail, hate mail, dick pics, and recipes to epicpiecast at gmail.com. But seriously, don't send us dick pics. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend, rating and reviewing us on iTunes, shopping at nerdyshow.com store, or directly donating to the network. Any sized contribution gets you exclusive Nerdy Show audio and images and lets you participate in our monthly support drives. Just go to nerdyshow.com support to chip in. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com sponsorships. For more episodes of the Epic Piecast, as well as other fine programs, community forums, videos, articles, and more, head over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via the iTunes Store. And for the latest news, follow us on all your favorite social networks. We're glad to be your home for authentic nerdy entertainment. Yeah, where are you getting these so-called snakes? I have connections. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. I do. You have nothing. Connections. You have nothing. Well, fine. I know where pet stores are. Pet Someone's gonna stores. sell me a snake or two. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. 